Hello and welcome to the Women in Tech and Radio podcast. My name is Camille and I'll be your host. I'm a guerrilla marketing manager at David Systems, which is an enterprise software company in audio. We're based in Munich, Germany. I'm very excited about this podcast, which will consist in a series of interviews with great women in tech. So sit back and enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to this newest episode of Women in Tech and Radio. I'm very happy to welcome Aradna today on the episode. Welcome. Thank you. Do you present yourself, please? Hello, I'm Aradna. I run Radio TechCon, which is a conference in the UK to bring together the engineering and technology community within radio and audio. I myself trained as a radio engineer at the BBC and worked there for many years. I'm now freelance and independent consultant. I am a trustee of the Radio Academy, which is the UK uh, body for audio and radio um, and our members, organisations and individuals who work across uh, the audio industry. So what did you study? I studied engineering, so it was general engineering, and then I specialised in electrical, electronics and information, and then I did a master's in the same subject. So what attracted you to audio afterwards? While I was studying engineering at university, as part of my degree, I was required to do uh, work placements in my summers. And at the time, I was studying general engineering, so I kind of literally could have gone anywhere. And I was looking at all of these possible opportunities for an 18-year-old to get some work experience. And I came across an internship at the BBC. So everything else flew out of the window for me. I was so excited for BBC. And if I'm honest, a lot of people who, who go on to become BBC engineers, most of them men, a lot of them had this dream from childhood of, oh, I want to be an engineer at BBC. I want to work for the World Service. And, and for me, I didn't even realise that that was a job. You know, I was, I was completely ignorant about it. I thought the same as a lot of people. I think BBC, oh, that's about news and being a journalist. So it's really exciting when I saw this BBC internship and you would have a placement, you would learn about engineering in the BBC, you would do the job, you'd be supporting on-air studios, producers, editing facilities, outside broadcasts. So I applied, I was really lucky to get accepted and then every summer while I was at university and, and for the master's, so for three years, I worked at different departments in the BBC, so locally in Manchester, where I'm from. I did a bit of news and outside broadcasts and some central control room. And then I had the opportunity to move to London and do an internship in what was called Radio Resources. And I'd come, I'd done a little bit of work in the radio studios in BBC Manchester, and it just looked like so much fun. It was really exciting it, it seemed a lot more creative you know there's a lot more that you can do with audio you know smaller budgets smaller teams a lot more creativity that's how it felt so I went off to London and I was working in radio resources supporting the network radio station so the national channels radio one two three four um, and the digital channels which had just launched a, a couple of years ago 
and I worked there for a couple of years each summer and then when I finished my master's I applied for a graduate engineering trainee placement at the BBC which I got so that was two years of training in their their dedicated training centre BBC Wood Norton and you learn everything about being a broadcast engineer across radio and television and a little bit of online and then those training placements were interspersed between um, actual work placements back in the job and there I worked across all of the different departments so some supporting the live studios and edit systems a stint working in uh, the London control room, a stint working in the Maidervale studios. So it's great, you get to go around all of the different areas and get a really full understanding of kind of the whole of the audio chain before you then finish your training and become a BBC engineer. And then I set up to work in uh, the studio support team. So how did you decide to go into engineering? Well, the funny thing is that I swore that I would never, ever be an engineer. <laughs> that didn't turn out so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not very successfully. Both of my parents were engineers, um, so I guess I just wanted to be rebellious and do something different. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess I was lucky that they were engineers because otherwise I might have never even known it was a job. I mean, I was quite I, I was good generally at all subjects at school and I had a real interest especially in science and maths I loved maths and I went to an all-girls school and it was a very good school but I don't really feel like they knew very much about engineering you know they knew a lot about different sciences or medicine or you know those kinds of roles And I think it was just because of my parents that I knew about engineering. I didn't want to be a doctor, so I was completely out. And I I didn't really want to study just maths or just science. I, I, had, I, I wanted to be a bit more practical and I wanted to use that. So for me, engineering was the obvious choice from that. So how did you get into Radio TechCon? So after working as um, a radio engineer, And the BBC for, for many years. I then moved into the BBC Academy, which is the training and development department in the BBC. So you were training others? Yes, that's right. So I was two things. So one, I was training new engineers who were just joining, so graduates, as I have been. And the other big thing, the reason that I joined was at the time the BBC was moving into brand new studios in Salford, Media City, and in London, a new broadcasting house. And they were buying completely new systems, new workflows. So all of the BBC engineers who worked in those areas had to be trained on all the various systems. So You can imagine that's a lot of people and a lot of new systems. So I was training current engineers and technicians on the audio and editing playout systems that were being rolled out in, in the two sites. And it was, it was really interesting because you were kind of the first one learning about the system in the first place while the project is still rolling it out. So, you know, understanding all of the little tweaks and modifications that are being made and then teaching the engineers And teaching them kind of the back end, how it works, how it fits together, how it interfaces with different systems, etc. 
But really crucially, these are the engineers who are going to be right on the front line, who are going to have to fix it when things are falling apart and getting programs back on there. So having come from that job myself into this role now as the trainer, that was something really interesting that I took really seriously. And sort of the role of kind of how to integrate yourselves in those teams and be able to get the program on there. That's why we work there. So this was the role that I was doing at the time, BBC Academy, and so I'd never heard of Radio Techcon at that point. And someone got in touch with my manager, you know, explaining what Radio Techcon was and saying, oh, you know, we'd really like to get more women involved because we, we have a committee who puts on this radio engineering event every year and everyone on the committee is a man. <laughs> And so my boss got in touch with me and he was like, hi, well, you're the only woman engineer that we have. You should go and have a look at this. And obviously I worked in radio as well. So I met Dave Walters. He's at the BBC. He runs the radio audio technology team. And he at the time was the chair of the TechCon committee. So I started going to meetings and that's how I came across TechCon and started helping on the committee. And TechCon was, was the engineering part of a bigger event called the Radio Festival. I did that for a few years and then about uh, four years ago, I think it was, the Radio Academy went through some changes and myself and Anne Charles, who I run um, Radio TechCon with, who was also on the TechCon committee and another colleague, we came together to keep Radio TechCon going forward so we still have an annual conference every year it's no longer part of the radio academy or the radio festival although we work with them uh, to still support the academy we still have a committee or, or steering group of people who work across the radio and audio sectors and Every year in November, we have an event that takes place. And it's kind of the only place for the engineering and technical community in radio and audio to come together in a dedicated space and talk about things that are relevant to us. We're a really, really great community. You know, the engineering community, it, it goes past any kind of commercial or political barriers that exist in, you know, in industry. We work together, we kind of celebrate things that people have done. So, oh, okay, this broadcaster has just built this new studio and this new style. Let's have a look at how they did that. Oh, these are some new standards coming up. Let's talk about them and discuss what it means for us. There's a new opportunity there. Oh, well, actually, this person works in student radio and they've done something really innovative. What could the professional industry learn from that? You know, And so we have a huge range of topics. So how has the situation with coronavirus affected your professional life so far? God, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Tricky topic. It is, isn't it? Um, well, so for me personally, I was working on television uh, production capacity, actually. It was, I was producing an event that centred around TV production and commissioning um, outside of London. So that event was supposed to be taking place at the end of April. Of course, we had to postpone it. So I, within about a week or so, immediately stopped working. The main kind of paid contracts that I had were 
event-based so all of that went away there was some project work as well and all projects are kind of on hold at the moment especially anything to do with travel which um the project that I was I was going to be working on involves some European travel so that's been quite tricky because I work for myself I'm independent I don't have you know sort of an opportunity to be furloughed or have a bigger organization to support me I am quite lucky in that that's okay. I was sort of had been planning a big trip <laughs> to America for personal reasons. So I was kind of planning a, a period of, of not working for a while. But it has made me really, really aware of how difficult it is for other people. I think on two sides of the coin, actually, there's a lot of my old colleagues who are identified as key workers because they're working in broadcasting who are you know, some of the few people uh, in the world, I think, who are still getting up, going to work, find themselves out there and to come home to their families and, you know, juggle all of that. And I think it's incredible that people are still able to do that. At the same time, there's a lot of people out there who just instantly lost all of their paid work for the foreseeable future and are struggling. So for me, the two big things that I'm currently spending my time on one is of course radio techcon so we have announced uh, the date for, for techcon 2020 which is the 30th of november uh please put it in your diary i will <laughs> we don't know yet what the situation will be so we would really love to be able to hold an event in central london as usual and bring together our community it's such a valuable time However, if that isn't possible, then we are already looking into other options. If we're going to do a virtual conference, it's going to be the best virtual conference that you've been to. You know, we, we have time on our hands and we're engineers, so we can make this happen. I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> In the meantime, actually, we are releasing videos from TechCon 2019 every week. So if you haven't seen them, you can go to our website, radiotechcon.com. And every week we have a video from last year in its entirety for free. And then the other thing that I'm, I'd like to just mention, I'm really, really proud of. So I mentioned that I'm a trustee of the Radio Academy and we were able very, very quickly with the support of some of my fellow trustees to um, launch the Audio and Radio Emergency Fund, which is a fund to help anyone working professionally in audio or radio who is suffering loss of income due to, due to COVID-19. So that's been a really valuable thing. I just keep saying this, I can't emphasise enough how much I love the, the audio and radio industry. It's a brilliant industry to work in and brilliant people to work with. And we have this special way of coming together, you know, with audiences with each other and anything we can do to support each other and, and make sure that we keep our industry sustainable and especially you know we're really worried about losing those younger new entrants into the industry who might not be able to afford to stay in the industry for much longer without the support it's really important you know to keep that going and from the technical point of view I really love that part of this fund is going towards helping people to 
buy the equipment to be able to work themselves. I mean, we're living in an amazing age where there's so much uh, possible remotely. I mean, can you imagine this kind of lockdown scenario even 10 years ago? (laughs) It'd just be a completely different landscape. It's better not to think about it. (laughs) Well, quite. Knowing that we have the ability to equip people to carry on working and to work more flexibly in different ways, that's actually really exciting for me. And I'm I'm kind of looking forward to at TechCon 2020 exploring all of these amazing different creative ways that people stayed on air. That's really, really a great initiative. Thank you. I know that um, similar uh, sort of independent bodies around the world are doing things like this as well so if you're if you're listening not in the UK then don't suffer in silence like go reach out on social media there are people there who want to help (laughs) yeah it's important to share the word so what would you say to any young person who would like to start in the audio and tech industry now I think you should do it. It's a really exciting industry and there are different ways you can get involved. There's one thing actually that we did at Radio TechCon last year. We held the Radio Technology Masterclass to give a a bit of an introduction to what a career in uh, radio or audio engineering and technology might look like. If it's even remotely interesting to you, just go and check it out. Have a look. You can learn about all the different bits along the chain and even if you are more on the production side as we're talking more and more we're relying so heavily on technology and I think that's only going to increase as we go forward I mean when we come out of lockdown things aren't going to go back to the way they were before and I'm excited about that it's a great quote I heard which was it's not about rebuilding the past it's about shaping the future So whatever area of audio or radio you work in, reach out to people. Um, It's amazing how generous people are with their time and knowledge. I know at the moment it's really hard. Normally I'd I'd point people towards community radio stations and, you know, as a way of just trying it out, getting getting involved. I think especially something that's brilliant about community radio stations is that there is no such thing as one job you know if you're there to present an hour-long program you're probably at the same time producing it manning the phones checking all of the equipment you know keeping yourself back on air um and doing all of those bits it's a really good way of understanding everything that comes together to make radio obviously that's a little bit more difficult at the moment but it's not impossible so again reach out to um people online and just find out how you can get involved there's loads of equipment that you can have yourself at home um there's podcasts go and listen to them I mean there's there's so much that you can do yourself uh, so just start playing around and experimenting um and once the world opens up again there's a lot of different sort of courses apprenticeship schemes work experience placements um things like that that you can get involved in You mentioned the Radio TechCon bursaries. Radio TechCon, um, it's ticketed, um, but we're really, really passionate about making sure that we remain diverse and inclusive. So we do every year offer 10% of all of our places free as bursary places. Do check out things like bursaries. 
if there's something that you want to go to as well, you know, not just Radio TechCon, you, you see things that you're interested in, just write to them, just explain, you know, oh, well, I, I'm not sure of this food, what do you think? You know, just you've just got to put yourself out there and you'll be amazed by how much comes back. Well, thank you very much for all these tips. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a real pleasure to um, talk to you, especially in this time when I'm not seeing anyone else. So thanks so much for thanks so much for inviting me. Uh, thanks for taking the time. I really hope that that this reaches kind of a wider community and inspires people. And just to reiterate, don't let anything stand in your way.